Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! folks what's going on danny boy reginald here back with you again sports sandy podcast on sin thank you for joining us this week we appreciate you always supporting us and uh we love you we totally are grateful for your support and we will do everything we can to try to bring you the best content every single week uh we are in the eighth inning Game 16, and um, short podcast today, nothing too crazy, we're just doing NFL picks, uh, Bill also has his, uh, has uh, recorded some stuff for us, uh, he'll do his NFL picks, and he'll give you three things you need to know uh, for this coming Sunday, that'll be coming up in just a bit, uh, before I get to my NFL picks real quick, um, I do want to address a couple of things. One, the uh, situation with the Yankees and Brian Cashman. I don't care if the Yankees have a two-person analytics department. I don't care if it's just one person and he's a super mathematician that is a wizard nerd, robot type of thing. I don't care who runs the analytics department. I don't care about all that stuff. To say for Brian Cashman to be tone deaf in that press conference earlier in the week and for him to flat out lie to the fan base and say that the Yankees are not analytically driven is just incredibly insane. It's insane. The Yankees are not analytically driven. Meanwhile, their lineups clearly reflect the fact that they're using analytics to their advantage, or at least to try to have an advantage that they never have. And they rest people for no reason. They have openers. They have a manager that can't manage with his gut and then tries to fool people by acting all tough and stuff to the umpires whenever there's a wrong call or whatever. It's just absolutely Absolutely insane. For Brian Cashman to come out and lie. Lie to the Yankee fans. We're not stupid. Yankee fans grew up on baseball. Yankee fans watch baseball. They watch Yankees won four championships in five years. You have older Yankee fans that saw the glory days of the Yankees. In early to mid-1900s. Ball stars. Great time. Managers. Hall of Fame managers. They have come and gone through this organization. Mickey Mantle, Derek Jeter, Yogi Berra, Joe DiMaggio, Luke Garrick, Babe Ruth, Reggie Jackson. Heck, I'll even throw Don Mangley into the mix, even though he never won a World Series. He only made the playoffs once. Mo Rivera, Bernie Williams. Tino, Paulie, 
Thurman. You're going to disrespect a franchise and its fan base who have seen all of them play by saying that they're not analytically driven and that they're in a good place. That's essentially what he said. He essentially said the Yankees are in a great place. Yankees can do no wrong. Yankees are in perfect position. Well, yeah, we made the playoffs once, but you know what? We made the playoffs all the time. Is that the standard that you want the Yankees to be now? Hey, we're 82 and 80. You know, that's perfectly fine. We're always over 500. We've been over 500 for the last 30 some odd years. You're going to use expletives? Call it a bunch of BS that the Yankees are not in a good place and that they're not analytically driven? Bullcrap. Within the last 10 years or so, you've made some of the worst trades in franchise history. You spent money on players that never worked out. And you don't have the guts to say, hey, look, I made a mistake. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure we get the franchise back to where it should be. Instead, you're just going to keep making excuses. I've had enough. I've seriously had enough of this general manager. Sick and tired of him trying to talk dumb to the fan base. As if we're not watching the games. Watch an entire season of absolute bullcrap. 82 wins. Worst record since 1992. But it's okay. We're in Happy Valley. We're soaking up the sun. Then you got teams like the Texas Rangers who spent the world and won a World Series. Loaded with pitching, loaded with hitting. A future Hall of Fame manager sitting on his ass on the couch comes back out of nowhere, off the street, wins a World Series. Meanwhile, you have this lowlife who doesn't give a damn, who acts like he's a tough guy. And then the front office continues to make the dumbest moves on the planet. Donaldson. Awful move. Holding on to Andujar. Awful move. Holding on to Aaron Hicks. Okay, Aaron Hicks had a resurgence in Baltimore. Whoopee. He was not good with the Yankees. Sonny Gray, which we... Which, you know, was not the greatest trade... And it turned out to be a disaster. But we understood why the Yankees did it when they did. When they got Sonny Gray back in 2017. Didn't work out. Wasn't the greatest trade. Montes. Injured. And Lord forbid if Carlos Rodon does not play another damn game for the Yankees. Or is... Shortened. Has the season shortened again because of injury? How disastrous that signing would be. And stop acting like we're stupid. Had enough of this franchise. And the excuses that they keep making. And the dumb stuff answers. Like, uh, we're, we're not relying on the analytics. We only have a small analytics department. And so uh, everything is based on scouts. Meanwhile, we're watching in front of our eyes Aaron Judge resting 
after he had a great game when he has a hot hand. Bullpen openers every week. Pulling guys out of the game in the fifth inning because of a pitch count. Even though the guy's on a roll. Brian Cashman has to wake up. He has to see what he's doing to the franchise and concede. And another thing is that this owner, who also took it upon himself to uh, talk good about the franchise during his uh, little postseason presser, try to make it about him again, do me a favor. Why don't you make big boy decisions if Brian Cashman ain't going to work out? Because I guarantee you, the fan base will go crazy if you make a big decision that might change the franchise forever. Now, this whole Michigan thing, it's very obvious that uh, Michigan football broke some rules, and um, I'm not going to fault the Big Ten for wanting to hand down a suspension to Jim Harbaugh, even though, it's, let's be real, it's not really a suspension. Guy's, guy's going to coach throughout the week at the Michigan facility and then uh, not travel with the team. That's not really a suspension. That's, you know, that's nothing. Um, but I can't fault the Big Ten for bringing down the punishment they did. Here's what I will say. I think it's kind of weak that you would do it the week they face Penn State. I think it's stupid. I think it's silly. I think it's such a, it's like, it's so, such a coward move, to be honest with you. And look, I'm not really into college football, so I don't really care. But like, if the move were to happen like that in pros, the outrage that would come out of this, ridiculous. Um... So Michigan will be without their head coach Jim Harbaugh. I mean, for I mean they I know they tried to get an injunction for him to coach today, but I mean there's no ruling, so um, I I would assume that uh, that that's not going to be the case until next week. Uh, so he won't coach against Penn State on Saturday, but um. Michigan will be at without them, and they'll, they'll do the best they can. They're the best team in the conference. So let's see how they do over at Penn State. All right, NFL pick time. Here is the one, the only, Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy. He has his picks right now. What's going on, folks? Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy here, and I'm here to give you my picks for the week. My first game in Frankfurt, Germany, the Colts and the Pats. I am going with the Colts. I am losing trust in Belichick at this point. Even though I really don't trust Minshew either with the Colts, it's just I'd rather pick them than the Pats right now. That team is an absolute mess, so let's go Colts on that one. Houston and Cincinnati. 
I think this is going to be a good one. I think CJ Shroud, as I've been saying, is the best rookie quarterback in the league right now. And Cincinnati, that could be a tough one because Jamar Chase is a game-time decision and T. Higgins is most likely going to be out. Chase had a back injury last week and Higgins had a rib injury. If Higgins and Chase play, I'm going with the Bengals on this one. But this could potentially be a trap game for them. Saints-Vikings, I am going to go with the Saints on this one. I like what I've been seeing out of New Orleans thus far. Even though I think Minnesota, Joshua Dobbs had a good game last week, I am going to go with the Saints. Packers and Steelers, I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one. I think Pickett's been looking pretty good. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Like, Jordan Love, I think he's starting to fizzle out, but it's only his first year. He's got a lot to learn. Titans and Buccaneers. I really like what I've been seeing from Will Levis lately, so I am going to go with the Tennessee Titans. 49ers, Jacksonville. This is a good one. With the new addition with Chase Young in the 49ers defense, and then you got Trevor Lawrence with Jacksonville. I have a feeling that I think with Bosa and Young and also in the offense with Purdy and McCaffrey and Ayuk, I don't know if Debo Samuel is going to be playing or not, but I'm going to have to go with the San Francisco 49ers on this one. I think Jacksonville is going to put up a good game, but I got to go with San Francisco on this one. Okay, Browns and Ravens. Both teams have great defenses, and they're both going to have to stop two great quarterbacks. The Browns are going to have them to stop Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens going to have to stop Deshaun Watson. I am going with the Baltimore Ravens on this one. Falcons and Cardinals. This is Kyler Murray is coming back. I don't know how he's going to be. And Desmond Ritter doesn't really excite me. I think the Falcons are going to be the one to pull this off. All right. Lions and Chargers. Jared Goff and Brandon Stately's reunion. I am going to have to go with the Detroit Lions. I think there's some spark with the Chargers right now, but the Lions have been playing very well lately. I am going with the Detroit Lions. All right. Next, the Giants and Cowboys. You know, I hate to say it. I really hate to say it, and I don't want to say it, but I have to give you all the truth. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. The Giants right now are a mess. Daniel Jones is out for the year. Tyrod Taylor's still on the IR. They're down to Tommy DeVito. The Giants season is basically over. And though I think the Dallas Cowboys are overrated, I'm going to have, I think they're going to win this one. And listen, if something happens and DeVito pulls out a win, 
this is going to be one of the times I'm happy to be wrong. All right, going over to the Commanders and the Seahawks. I am going to go with the Seahawks on this one. I don't trust the Commanders. All right, the Sunday night game, which should have been flexed, but I'll talk more about that in a moment. The Jets and the Raiders. The Jets were an absolute mess last week. Zach Wilson looked terrible. And it's not like the Raiders are much better, though, either. But I will be honest, as much they beat my Giants last week, I think they are starting to look more disciplined with Antonio Pierce. I think if they can do well the rest of the season, I don't think Pierce would just be an interim. I think I can see them being the head coach for next season. So I am going to go black and silver here. I'm going with the Raiders. The Broncos and the Bills for Monday night. I am going to go with the Buffalo Bills. They are in Buffalo, but who knows? This could be a trap game. So, week 10 in the NFL. And uh, we already had a Thursday nighter. Of course, the, the game sucked. 16-13 final score in favor of Chicago. Again, the, the, I watched part of the game and I wanted to turn it off because of how bad the offenses were and everything. And it's a disaster. You know, Bryce Young is a disaster. Bears are a disaster. Panthers are a disaster. Uh, Frank Reich does not know how to coach. All that was there on display. Uh, the bottom line is that the team just stinks. Teams just stink. It was a bad game. And if Thursday Night Football, if they're going to continue to put this, this product on Thursday Night Football, and I know it's on Amazon Prime. Not everyone is going to watch it. But, like, if they're going to continue to put this crap on, it's going to be a waste of money for the NFL. They should honestly just get rid of Thursday Night Football. Makes no sense anyway. So then we move on um, to another disaster. 9.30 a.m. game again in Germany. Again. Colts versus Patriots. At least it's a better matchup. At least the Colts is somewhat respectable. Patriots stink, but you know at least they have the Colts there. Um, 9.30 a.m. game in the morning on Sunday. Uh, I still have the Colts winning this game. New England stinks. You saw their performance against Washington. And the performance of Mac Jones, the coaching for Bill Belichick, how Washington basically outcoached him in every single way possible. Sam Hallander center. This is a Washington team that lost to the Bears. And the Patriots can't capitalize and beat them after they had a a good win against the overrated Buffalo Bills, you would think, okay, there's something with the Patriots. Nope. No, 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 no. I'll take the Colts here. Colts are a better team, in my honest opinion. All right, 1 o'clock slate. We have Houston at Cincinnati. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals to win that game. I think Houston is on the rise. They are Look, it's not a shock anymore. They're, they've been playing very consistent football 
and Stroud is an absolute stud. I watched that game on us uh, last Sunday, and I was amazed by the beautiful quarterback play. Beautiful quarterback play. I wish CJ Stroud was on my team. That is a star in the making. And it belongs to Houston. Um, good for CJ Stroud to put up over 400 yards and a billion touchdowns. And shout out to D'Amico Ryans for just the absolute terrific coaching job he's done in Houston. So it's no disrespect to Houston. Cincinnati's just better. Bottom line is, Cincinnati's just better. Uh, Joe Burrow and all those weapons. Um, now, do I expect it to be a blowout? No. I think Houston will be competitive. But Cincinnati will pull through late seat, late stretch final score there. Um, probably like a 27-21 type of deal. I can definitely see something like that. New Orleans at Minnesota. Also 1 o'clock game. It's in Minneapolis. Give me... The Minnesota Vikings and the newly uh, newly starting quarterback in Joshua Dobbs. Give me the Vikings. And you have Green Bay at Pittsburgh. Akershire Stadium, 1 o'clock. I'll take the Pittsburgh Steelers in that one. Um, Green Bay's an okay team, but Pittsburgh, they're on a, a big-time run here. They're trying to make the playoffs. They're going to play their hearts out. I had Pittsburgh winning that game. Tennessee and Tampa Bay. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win that game. San Francisco-Jacksonville. Uh, I like the way Jacksonville's playing. I think the 49ers are a little overrated. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars at home um, against the San Francisco 49ers. Baltimore versus Cleveland. I have the Baltimore Ravens winning that one. Atlanta versus Arizona. Give me the Falcons to win that one. Falcons showed some uh, real guts against the Vikings. Uh, Taylor Heineke seems like, um, you know, nothing's changed with that, man. He's... uh, Look, not the greatest quarterback, but very polished quarterback. Right guy right now for Atlanta. Give me him and the Falcons to beat the Arizona Cardinals. And then you have Detroit Lions. This is the, by the way, the Atlanta-Arizona game was the start of the 4 o'clock game. Another 4 o'clock game. Detroit at the Chargers. Chargers played the Jets last week. Chargers um, were obviously taking advantage of the fact that the Jets don't have a great offense, they don't have a good quarterback, they don't have a good offensive line, and um, ate them up big time. They ain't going to eat Detroit up that big. Uh, it'll be competitive for sure, but Detroit uh, will travel to L.A. and defeat the Chargers. Uh, I would say probably a two-touchdown game um, in that matchup. 425, America's Game of the Week. You have the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. New York Giants traveling to Jerry World. I'm going to say that the Dallas Cowboys will win this game. Last time the 
Giants and the Cowboys faced each other. It was in week one on Sunday Night Football, and it was a disaster for the Giants. Uh, just an absolute manhandling blow, obliteration by the Cowboys. I expect somewhat something similar to happen. The Giants don't have Daniel Jones. He's out for the year. Who knows if, if Tyrod Taylor is going to come back. Right now they have their third stringer, Tommy DeVito, New Jersey's own Tommy DeVito, um, starting at quarterback for the G-Men. And what I've seen from Tommy DeVito so far, and I know they really haven't practiced with him because they were expecting Tyrod to complete the game against the Jets. Uh, they obviously gave Daniel Jones first team reps when they were fi- trying to face the Raiders. And clearly, just clearly, uh, it is very evident that uh, Tommy DeVito just isn't ready for the moment. I will not expect anything different from the Giants this coming week against the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys. Now, Tommy DeVito can surprise me. He did have first team reps in practice so hopefully the Giants figured out something to get the ball moving with this kid Uh, but I don't expect uh, much of anything different with that matchup give me the Cowboys to win that game you alright alright 425 Washington Commanders going to Seattle. This is going to be a tough one for Washington. They, they got a cookie with the Patriots. Now they're going to go out and face a really tough team, the Seahawks. I have the Seahawks winning this game. Uh, Lumen Field in general is just a very, very tough environment for any team, let alone the Washington Commanders, a very young Washington Commanders team. Um, they'll, they'll, probably, they'll probably show you something. But at the end of the day, the Seahawks defense, offense, all that stuff, they'll come alive uh, at home against Washington. Then, of course, you got Sunday night, my Jets and the Vegas Raiders uh, out in Vegas. Sunday night football. Um, I'm very concerned about the Jets here. I am very concerned. Nothing has changed much since the Charger game. Um, and the thing that scares me the most is that this Raiders team, ever since they fired Josh McDaniels, and then you insert Antonio Pierce, interim head coach, who, let's be real, you can tell he wants it so bad. He's going to get everything out of that Raiders, uh, ball club there. So... That's the thing that scares me. No offense, really good defense, but then you have a Raiders team that all of a sudden might be coming alive a little bit. And, you know, perfect test for them. Out the gate to New York teams that are just really, really, really struggling right now. I have the Raiders to win this one. And um, I don't know if it'll be a blowout like the game against the Chargers, but nothing changes with this offense. I don't expect Zach Wilson to move the ball very well. Um, 
especially if this offensive line ain't going to do him favors. I don't expect him to do anything. So it's a tough, tough task uh, to ask for Wilson, in my honest opinion. And, um, and you know, like I said, the Raiders, are they're, I think they're coming alive a little bit. I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs or anything. But, hey, look, this Raiders team has new juice. New juice coming off a win. Have another easier game with the Jets. I like the Raiders in this one. And tough for me to say, and I hope I'm wrong. Tough for me to say. Hope I am wrong because I want the Jets to be in it coming into December. And right now we're going into mid-November and uh, we need we need wins. Big time wins. Uh, here's what I'll say about the Jets though. As long as Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over, as long as no one on offense turns the ball over, and you hand the ball to Brees Hall, you allow Zach Wilson to play. Now, one of the things that I have, that I have absolutely killed this coaching staff for is that they don't allow the kid to play. They need to open up every inch of that playbook and just make him go. Okay, so you have a QB run here. Maybe you have a, a a designed run there. Maybe you get him out of the pocket. Maybe you hand the ball to Brees Hall. I don't know, 30 times maybe? A lot to ask, but I would certainly do it. Open up the playbook. Let the kid play. Feed to Brees. And the defense has to put the pressure on them to make the big-time plays. And as long as that formula works out and the Jets offense does not turn over the ball at all. And of course, in addition, of course, the, the special teams which have been tremendous all season. Jets could have a shot here, but I don't know if I trust this offense to do exactly what I asked them to do. Um, Nathaniel Hackett has proven to me that he does not trust Zach Wilson and... It's going to hold him back. You're going to hold the team back a lot if you're not going to make adjustments to this offense. Bottom line, if you're not going to change the quarterback and you're going to stick with a guy that you don't trust, the coaches are holding the team back. That's all I'll say. Monday Night Football. Denver Broncos traveling to Buffalo. Cold, cold, cold. Buffalo, New York. Um, Monday Night Football, 8 o'clock game. Bills, uh, look, uh, the Bills have been, they, they have not impressed me this year. I'm just going to let you know, they have not impressed me. And, look, I think there are certainly good elements to this team. I'm not saying that they're a bad team. They're just not as good as everyone makes them out to be. And, um... And right now, they could use a get-right game. And this is where the get-right game comes. I think, I don't know if what Denver is, to be honest with you. Um, if I'm being real with you, they stink. Well, but then sometimes they show you some flashes of absolute greatness. So, I don't know what this Denver team looks like. I have the Bills winning this game. Bills, to me, have the better team on paper. They'll probably make you sweat a little bit. But, what I will say is... That Buffalo Bills, uh, when it comes down to it, 
in the big time games that they absolutely need, they always come through. They always, always, always come through. So if you're a Buffalo fan, this game should really excite you. I have the Bills winning this game. Um, it'll probably be like a two touchdown type of thing, maybe like a thirty um, to like sixteen type of thing. I don't know, something like that. We say goodbye to Kansas City, L.A. Rams, the Miami Dolphins, and the Philadelphia Eagles. They're all on their bye weeks. Have a good night's time rest and uh, enjoy time wherever you are and. Uh, I can't wait for you, Dolphins, on Black Friday. That's going to be a very exciting matchup. We headed back to Bill Murphy. Three things you need to know for this Sunday. Here is what to look for for this week. Number one is how is this 49ers defense going to look to Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville offense? Because we have the 49ers debut of Chase Young and the combination with Nick Bosa. So I think that's going to be an important thing to watch, how Bosa and Young are going to look to Lawrence and the Jacksonville offense. How is Kyler Murray, number two is, how is Kyler Murray going to be look is going to be looking after being out for nearly a year after his ACL injury? Murray coming back, in the Arizona Atlanta game. This is his first game back since he got injured in week 14 against the Patriots last season. So is he still going to be Kyler Murray or is he going to look rusty? That's what I'm curious to see this Sunday. And finally, these defenses in the Cleveland Baltimore game, the Browns lead in the fewest yards allowed with 234.8 yards. And the Ravens have the fewest points allowed with 13.8 points and nine touchdowns on 105 drives. So are the so are the Ravens going to hold Deshaun Watson or are the Browns going to hold Lamar Jackson? Those are the three things I think you should watch this week. That will do it for this edition of the Sports Sandy Podcast right here on SIN. Thank you for joining us. Um, we'll be back next week for more fun adventures. Um, let's go Jets, uh, and for Bill Murphy, and uh, let's go Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I know, I, I got you there, Billy boy, I got you there. Um, like, comment, subscribe on our YouTube page, follow us on our socials, uh, just search Sports Sandy Network, log on to SportsSandyNetwork.com for everything S-I-N. We love you. We appreciate you. Stay safe. Take care. Enjoy the football. We love you always. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports and Sandy Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsandsandynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports and Sandy Network.